0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This week on the Town Tailgate podcast, Mason Miller, the new ace of the staff. Why we think so, why the signs kind of point to it. And looking at the rest of the rotation, how it's shaken up. Also, a month in review. A lot of bad signs, but hopefully some good ones on the rise. That's coming up. This, uh, Mason Miller guy is, uh, pretty damn good. I would say, um, throws, um, a- allow zero hits in his, in his third start. I mean, I, uh, sign me up for that. More of that, please.
1: Against, look, I know Seattle hasn't been off to a, the best start, but that's still, still fucking good. Though. That's a really They're like fucking good. When that lineup starts clicking, that's a excellent lineup. And he looked fantastic then he got i mean it's not out. even
0: it's not even like i it's been it's only been a month so i don't i don't think that it's fair to even like <clears throat> necessarily judge the mariners for not being as well if they're a month in the season, not in first place, and what's a pretty competitive a l west right now i mean every team is in it except for the a's um but dude, I mean that guy is did we just find our our future ace of this team? Like, like you know, yeah. we or did we just that? That's kind of what it feels like. I don't want to <laughs> get over too overhyped. We did this last year and the first month when we went on that win streak or whatever. That meant literally nothing, but I mean, that was pretty fucking cool.
1: He we were talked about a little bit. I was I wasn't trying to get too much into it when we were texting each other, but we were thinking about like when was the last time. We had a prospect who was like this explosive looking, right? Because like you, yeah. I mentioned, like you know when Sonny Gary got called up in 2013 as his rookie year, he didn't come up to the second half, but he wasn't. He, he's never been a real uh, you know fastball pitcher. His game has always been but kind of his game.
0: Also, he came up. He he started as a, in the bullpen. Remember that? And then that's it was like right. Injuries are what led him to to the rotation
1: and now he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year because oh, of course um I, we also gotta think about jesus lazardo when he first came up a lot of hype he also came out of the bullpen but that was also the yeah. second half of the season so to kind of answer the question of us talking earlier i don't remember a rookie to start the season pretty much with the team, this good. Or like when you're like every time you we were watching him now, you're you're just like, Holy shit, like just flicking off like 102, 102, like nothing. Um, yeah, and
0: one one interesting thing that you said that or I said earlier that we like kinda talked about through text, which we probably should've saved for the pod, but it's whatever. Um <clears throat> was like, I haven't, I can't, I don't remember a prospect that's come up this quick and had that, like, you always see, like, these pitching prospects that you hear about in the minor league system, which, Mason Miller was good, he was a third-round pick, but he wasn't, like, he, he, I mean, like, he wasn't hyped up, like, he, like, like, Ken Wallachuk was, you know, the centerpiece of that trade, Kyle Muller was, like, a, a big piece of the Murphy trade, like, those guys were, like, gonna be guys, you know what I mean, like, Mason Miller was gonna be Hoped to be a solid starter, but no one really knew exactly where his role was going to be. They think they thought that he had a lot of developing left to do, but he did. If you look through it, he did shoot through the minor league system pretty quick. Now he was a college guy, so those college guys go a little bit quicker, but he did shoot through the minor league system pretty fucking quick. He went to some college I've never even heard of in Northern Carolina or North Carolina, but um, uh, yeah, he shot through. This, so that's that's usually a sign that maybe there's something there, but. You know, it, he's not on the pipeline 100. He's not on Keith Laws like top 200. Melissa Lockhart wasn't even talking too much about him until he got brought up. So it's just like there wasn't, there weren't like the clear signs that you, that you saw from like Sonny Gray or or the other guys. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean to have your third start and and show this much talent and promise, like we said earlier, we can't think of a guy like when we texted earlier. We couldn't think of a guy that showed the wow factor and his talent this quick like Sonny Gray was one that came to mind but it he came up at, he came up at the at the all-star break I want to say around July because of an injury yeah yeah in the bullpen and so it took him three months to really develop and his like moment was when he went toe-to-toe with Justin Verlander in game two of the 2013 ALDS and that we're like man this guy's fucking special like another one off the top of my head was like Sean Manaya. But he was a similar situation. He wasn't until, like, literally a whole calendar year. Because he came up um, September call-ups, and he pitched with the A's 2018. Pitched for, like, two months, and then he threw that no-hitter. So, it's like, the third start, I mean, fuck.
1: I got one. Rich Harden. Oh, yeah? Rich Harden came out.
0: What was Rich Harden's big game, though? He never had a big game.
1: Uh,
0: I'm going to pull up
1: his stats right now. But it was one of those things where from the jump when he got called up, you just saw like this he was throwing heat and his rookie Yeah,
0: but he was also with the big three a little bit overshadowed probably. Yeah, and right? that was Did he come up in two thousand didn't he come up in two thousand two with like that was Barry Zito's like Cy Young year? Uh two
1: thousand three was his rookie campaign okay. where he made uh, how many starts that year? He made thirteen starts and then the following <clears throat> year he started thirty one games. Wow never got to see that again. Jesus no. Christ, dude, 2005, he started 19 had games. so much potential. Started 19 games, he had a 2.5 ERA. Different time in baseball, obviously, but that's the only comparison I can think of. He looks awesome. Um, it just know, goes to he, show you... I can't think of... That,
0: it's a different... It's not the same comparison because when you think of Rich Harden, you, there's no game that stands out. Like, no. There's always a game that stands out where you're like, damn, this kid really is fucking good, you know?
1: But this just goes to show you, though, that... Um, look, it's is it nice to have these guys and your top 100 major league prospects? Yeah, sure, but like at the end of the day, those lists are kind of bullshit. A lot of these guys don't yeah. pan out. There's some guys who just completely miss the mark, and this he might become a great example. And there's going to be yeah, it, it's like <sighs> you're starting to see a little bit of like the the roots. In the soil right now, of the guys who potentially could be coming up and being this next generation of this team, you're slowly but slowly sharing it, and we're seeing it tonight, be- like
0: with- the Rurys and the Rokers, and yeah, JJ Blade's
1: right first game tonight, Um yeah. and then but well,
0: it's fucking rained out tonight, so yeah, no. and then
1: we're going we're going to we're gonna see Soderstrom and and yeah. Galloff at some point, Um but all this to say that they still lost the game because. <laughs> Uh, Marcotte pulled him and uh, even though there was an interview afterwards where Mason Miller was very as, pitchers are just very stoic people it's the weirdest thing you're mm-hmm. either just a complete weirdo like a complete goofball or you're stoic I don't and there's no in that. between
0: I don't think it's that I think it's, I think it's exactly what Ken Rosenthal talked about the other day in that interview it's that like there's just it's dead in that clubhouse because of all the shit that's going on off the field I really um, think that's what it is. He's just like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I gave my best, but... My no, but even so watching dumbass.
1: his... Also, if you have a chance, too, we reposted it on It our was our a Twitter good interview, account. though, yeah. We yeah. reposted this on our Twitter account today, too, but uh, he was interviewed by Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja. on um, And it was like a 45-minute interview. Really great stuff. It talks about kind of mm-hmm. a story and how one of the reasons he was kind of, like, brushed under when he was first coming out of high school was because he was diagnosed with diabetes at a pretty young age. Um, so a lot of people weren't really sure if he was you know ever gonna get better because of the diagnosis and um now we' look at him now he's he looks like he might be a future ace an ace yeah.
0: another thing that was funny that you pointed out when we were talking about it was um how fucking massive our pitching staff is our our rotation yes, but our pitching staff in general giants everywhere fucking yeah, and that's why they all throw heat because they're all tall and lanky. Uh, Mason Miller, six four. Wall- or six five. Ken Wallachuk six four. Uh, Kyle Muller six seven. Shitaro um, uh, Fujinami, six five or something like that. Caprillian's uh, relatively then, tall too, isn't he? Uh, I didn't. I don't think I. I'll look that up while you finish your thought. He was on IL, so he or he was on down to AAA, so he wasn't on the roster when I looked at it. Um, and then of course JP Sears, who's five eleven. He's the shortest one. <laughs>
1: He's our short king. Uh, James Caprillion is six, yeah. uh, six,
0: three. Yeah. Fucking huge.
1: All and then right. okay. just out of curiosity, Paul Blackburn, six, one anyways,
0: Chris, Hey, nice. what's up town tailgate? Well, we're back town tailgate. Um, that's Julio. I'm Chris. Um, if you've never heard this podcast before, sorry for not introducing, but you know how it goes. Um, so let's get into it. Julio, um, big three, uh, Tim Hudson, uh, Speaking of Justin Verlander earlier, he's back, and so is Max Scherzer from his suspension. We finally get to t- see these two guys who were teammates at one point and probably the best pitchers of our generation of like baseball fan, like the, the late 2000s to the early 2010s, uh, mid-2010s. Hands down, those two guys were the two top dogs for years they both have three Cy Young awards um every time you were in a playoff series and you saw them coming up on the on the schedule it was like a concern um and they're about to be teammates so that's fucking wild
1: Clayton Kershaw would like to have a word with you but that's besides the point I mean
0: yeah but no but no no real postseason success to to kind of back that up. That's the only reason. Why.
1: Um, Justin Verlander always used to get lit up too before he you know before bang bang in Not Houston in the
0: postseason. What are you? T- he you would always get you're tell.
1: Oh, were you even
0: an A's fan? Yeah, but Come that's on, different.
1: Bro. That's the history of this franchise in the postseason. I'm talking about Pablo Sandoval ripping three bombs off of him.
0: <laughs> so you have one example. There's
1: multiple examples. I just don't want to look it up. Um, it's gonna be. It's one. It's fact, anytime, it anytime it we can have history history like this at this age of these guys you got to appreciate it uh especially like thinking about last year how magical it was to watch like alba perlosa's last season seeing him hit these hitting 700 um it's it's gonna be great just to see these guys in rotation together now my question is what's this team Mets team gonna look like for the rest of the season now they're Mm -hmm. haven't you know they're okay they're 16 and 15 right now they're two and eight in their last 10 And I think one of the biggest concerns a lot of people had going into the season with this team was like, or with this rotation specifically, was like, they're either old or inexperienced. So what something's going to give, where like, if these two can't maintain, then they might be shit out of luck. And in this first month, it's starting to show that it was a little bit shit out of luck. Mm There can only have so many, you know, so many bombs from Pete Alonso to go in their favor. And especially with this division, Atlanta's been red hot. There's
0: more – time out. There's more than just Pete Alonso in that lineup. It's pretty fucking insane. Jeff McNeil.
1: Really oh, no, I'm just going to say That lineup's overrated.
0: Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, Edward, uh, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna, Brandon Nimmo, Starlin Marte, and then you got big boy Daniel Vogelbach at DH. I, I hear what you're saying, but then I look at their numbers. Jeff McNeil's hitting 300. Uh Brandon Nimmo's hitting 320. Daniel Vogelbach hitting 270.
1: I would rather take, even though the Phillies are beat up right now. I'd rather take the Braves and the Phillies lineup over the Mets right now. I take the Dodgers mm-hmm. lineup. I take the Padres lineup. I'm
0: coming off the bench,
1: dude. I'd fuck. I'd even pick the Cubs lineup before the Mets lineup right now.
0: <clears throat> Cubs will just look good.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's our. I think they that's our our unofficial yeah. team of the year right now. Like our yeah, <laughs> our bandwagon team. One. Shout out to the yeah. Bandwagon Podcast. I think that's our bandwagon yeah. team this season, but we'll see. Um, long story short, with these guys, it's it's going to be interesting to see if uh, they got any juice left for the rest of the season. Senga has been awesome, but
0: you are right about their pitching. Though, I mean, you look at their their starting rotation, and it's there's nobody except for Scherzer and Verlander. Like, because Carrasco's on the IL, the, the team the names fall off there, and you're just like, wait, these are who the guys have been. Who've been going out there and starting for them since the start of the season? Like that's fucking
1: weird. It's like Drew Peterson, right?
0: Oh, uh, Cody
1: Zenga, Senga, the Japanese pitcher, though he's been pretty solid. But
0: uh, yeah, he's three and one. He's got four ERA though. Um, Tyler McGill. It's not even Tyler. It's Tylor I think he's
1: decent. Um, yeah. Taiwan Walker. And then he's there too as well, right?
0: He hasn't pitched a single game yet. Um, Joey Lute. Lucchesi, he sounds Italian. Um, he pitched a really good game. He only pitched two games, but did really well. I mean, I, I mean,
1: yeah. Anyway, my bad. Really Tyron play Walkers play. with the Phillies, but he <clears throat> was on the Mets. Yeah. Um, uh, but we'll uh, see. It, it's it's going to be interesting. This division is very tough. Hell, even the Marlins are above 500 right now. Uh, yeah. we have a lot of surprising teams around the NL who are going to give them some work.
0: Uh, all right. Mark Muller, number two, um, big three. Um, Bryce Harper back from the injured res- or injured list. He's going to be DHing for the season. Maybe we'll see him play first base. I don't know. Um, he can't really throw the ball right now, but he's back. Um, what does this mean for the Phillies lineup?
1: They needed him. Uh, again, it, it's yeah, did. yeah. It might just be kind of a little bit of a World Series hangover. You can kind of see the same thing with the Astros too. They haven't. They're sixteen and fifteen right now. Haven't gone off to the hottest start. Uh, yeah. But today, his one of the, his second game back. He played yesterday. I think he went like zero for three. For, and then second game today, uh, he went three for three with two walks. That's a that's a Bryce Harper. Uh, that's a Bryce Harper money line. I don't know what the right word is for that. But it's it's kind of a bummer that, like, unless they make some moves, we're not going to see the full potential of this team this year, at least the lineup-wise, no, because, yeah. because of because uh, of losing Sac State legend Reese Hoskins. So I'll give that yeah. plug. Um, it's going to be interesting, but you, we talked about this before with the initial move for him to first. Dave Dabrowski doesn't sit still. He will never sit and let the rest of the league go ahead of him. He's always been aggressive ever since his days back in Detroit, um, back in Miami back in the day as well. That's gonna change, but it's gonna be interesting to see what these next few weeks of Bryce in this line this rotation with Trey Turner hitting in front of him is going to be like compared to, you know, a couple months down the line where this could be a different lineup for all we know.
0: Let's dissect David dombrowski real quick for a second, because I've never quite gotten I never quite understood him. He he has one World Series? Yes. Two. 1997?
1: Uh, Yep. Um, Miami or Florida, Marlins. And then yeah. the, I forgot he was at the Red Sox in 2018.
0: But his famously pretty much since that Miami team has been, he gets a fucking insane payroll and just spends the shit out of it. And then every time he leaves a team, he leaves it to shit.
1: He's, he's like LeBron, (laughs) right? Like,
0: yeah. So I just don't understand why he keeps getting jobs. Cause like any, I could go in there and you could give me all this money on payroll and I could just spend it. Like, what is he doing? That's different. I mean, like I, I just, I don't, I just, for the life of me, I've never understood the hype. And like, he's like, the second biggest name, front office name in major league baseball because of his one world series in 97 and he go, and I guess the second one in Boston, but again, it's just like, I just never, I just never understood it. Like the same thing. He did the same thing in Detroit when he was there, he fucking spent a shit ton of money. And then when, and then all those guys aged out and they had no assets to trade and they fired his ass. So he goes to Boston where all they want to do is spend money. I don't. It's just fucking weird to me. I just don't.
1: Yeah, and it's he was in Detroit in 2015, and we haven't seen a good Tigers team ever since then. Those Tiger teams are no, so they dope.
0: Team in
1: those 2010s, like the early 2010s, those teams were so good, and and we really haven't seen anything near competitive since then. With Florida, it's kind of interesting because he left in 2001, and then the, t- a couple years later, they won the World yeah. Series. And I yeah. guess just pulling up the Wikipedia page, it's like a lot of the guys that were acquired in different trades when he was shipping off assets or whatever, ended up coming back, uh, or getting called up and were helping a, being a big hog in that machine. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, usually his years are like. But he five... did it,
0: he did it with Boston too. I mean, like like that team. I mean, I guess they went to the playoffs a couple years ago. But that team's still kind of recovering. Yeah. Oh, and, have, and they won the World Series. 2018. In the books too. And they still have like. I guess they got David they got David Price off. I think a future I don't know, they have guys like that though.
1: Um maybe Got Rid of Mookie. This is us just uh pitching ideas for future big 3s. I'd love to do an ep- uh, one episode where we're like what the hell's going on? And we'll just list off players cuz yeah, Chris sells done, dude. He's over that hill.
0: I've never seen a guy just fall off so hard. Like him and him and David Price, both the, their careers went from like they were the the best pitcher in baseball to like what the fuck where
1: been. were they both at in 2018 Boston. Boston but yeah Bryce Harper welcome back <laughs>
0: uh speaking of records though transition see that it's pretty good um two best teams in baseball the rays i don't think that's too surprising and the motherfucking Pittsburgh Pirates black and yellow beat us National League my buddy TJ TJ on our on our softball team He's like super juiced right now. He doesn't fully believe it though, because he's from Pittsburgh. He's a Pirates fan. He doesn't fully believe it though, because it's it's the Pirates, and he just like they have killed his soul for so many years. They he, he, he's a lot like us when it comes to being a fan of baseball. Um, but that's fucking crazy. I'm I, I don't recognize too many names on their team either. Yeah. Though, granted, if there are any Pittsburgh Pirates fans out there listening. I don't follow your my, your your farm system too closely. I apologize. There's a lot of farm systems for me to focus on, mainly the A's because I do a podcast for them. But I don't recognize a lot of names yeah. there besides Andrew McCutcheon. Well,
1: you, you will recognize Brian Reynolds, who has been – Brian m- Reynolds? Brian- Deadpool? Uh, 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 Wrexham
0: FC? Welcome to Wrexham? Yeah, welcome
1: yeah. to so I need to watch that show, by
0: the way. Oh, dude, it's really good. You would like it? I need
1: that, and then the that one F one show that everybody hypes up on Netflix. I feel like oh, those drive are like to yeah, I need to get on those too. So at some point.
0: so Re- Welcome to Rexham's easy. They're only thirty minute episodes, so you you'll burn. There's like sixty episodes, but you burn through them. It's pretty quick, and they're fucking hella funny because they're they do they do a it's not just like a documentary. You, you have to watch it. They do some fun creative stuff um, with it, um, and those guys are funny anyway.
1: Um. Well, yeah, Brian Reynolds has just been awesome. It's kind of funny that he was a part of the trade uh, that came back for Andrew McCutcheon with the Giants, that he was in the Giants farm yeah. system, and then poof, yeah. now he's tearing it up. But you know what's the most important thing, Chris? They get on base. Thank you. Took a second.
0: <laughs> Connor
1: Joe, 386 on base percentage. Uh, Rodolfo Castro. Uh, is there shortstop second base? 374. Brian Reynolds, 368. Adolfo, that's
0: such a dope name. Andrew
1: McCutcheon, 350. Thing. Carlos Santana, 350. Yeah, they bro, McCutcheon's got a little,
0: a little comeback season going on. It's kind of dope.
1: They're, it's awesome. It's, it's the shit. Yeah. Everybody loves it. They get a ton of steals. Uh, G1 Bay, he's from uh, the Korean Prospect.
0: That's just prospect. modern day baseball, though, bro. What's that? That's just modern day baseball. Yeah, bro, but, like, steals, dude,
1: man. he leads the league in 13 steals. Brian Reynolds that's has amazing. five. Jake Zielinski has five. O'Neill Cruz has three. Just wait until O'Neill Cruz can actually start hitting a little bit. But most importantly, too, their pitching has been lights out, man. Mitch Keller's been yeah. a great story for the season. To be fair, pitcher's ballpark, though. Yes, Vince Velasquez, and they have um, one of the better closers in baseball now with David Bentner But I think the biggest thing that helps this team and that you can kind of say um, is benefiting them is their division blows. The Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, right now, are the worst team in the National League at They'll ten and fine. twenty-one.
0: They'll be fine.
1: I know, but I, I hope not. It'd be awesome, it's hilarious. The Reds, thirteen and eighteen. The Brewers and the Cubs are right there. Um, but and the Brewers actually a game back. But it it's exciting. These these divisions have been so stagnant for so long. And it's out. cool to see them get a little spruced up say- again.
0: Time out. You just named four teams in that division who are going to be playing for that division. How is that di- an ass division?
1: Because the Reds are going to be terrible, right? I I think the Cardinals are. And t- then you got dude, the I, do, I-, I
0: think the Pirates. I think the Pirates are for real. I think they're going to be like the 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 Guardians of last year. Like yeah, totally. To use all this young talent, and it's going to be like a year early, and people are going to be like, "What the fuck?" Um, St. Louis will turn around. They're too good. They have too many. You know what it is? Is they have two guys that were key members of the World Baseball Classic. They're probably just a little fatigued. They'll get through the, the World Baseball Classic fatigue. Who was the third? Oh, Montgomery. No. Lars uh, Newt Oh, That's right. He was on Japan, right?
1: The shot, this uh, pepper grinder. That's all the Japanese players are doing. You remember that?
0: Yeah. I, I, no. Anyway. Um... So they have three. Okay, so if we, we, we see this every every single World Baseball Classic. We see this. There's players who have. Like the first two months, there's fatigue, and then they kind of like figure it out. They get it going. I don't know what it is, but maybe their bodies just get used to it, and then they're there. Because you got to remember, these three guys then missed all of spring training. They didn't go to camp. Because when, you, when, when, when uh, players had to leave for camp, players had to leave for the World Baseball Classic for their camp it was there and then they started playing 2 weeks later in like competitive games you know what i mean like that stuff it'll it'll anyway and then uh the brewers so you have four teams that i think are going to be real com- or, and the cubs four teams that are, i think are going to be real competitors in that division so i disagree that division is not ass
1: i personally do not like this cardinals team anymore i think their rotation is not mm. good like Jordan Montgomery was an awesome story last year. Miles Mikolas has always been average. Steven Matz sucks. Jake Flaherty, Adam, dude, years. talking about dude who what happened? Jake Flaherty, man, that poor guy got injured at the beginning of last year, and he's really never came back since then. Um, yeah. But like, I, I I personally am out on them. Of course, Arenado and Goldschmidt are going to do their thing, um, mm. but. I am personally out yeah, and I but I do think the Pirates are for real though. I think there's But it doesn't matter
0: can, because it doesn't matter because uh because um Goldschmidt and um and Arenado are gonna do what they do every year, even if they make the playoffs and choke in the first round. So it doesn't matter. Man,
1: just I, I didn't expect to hear some uh the Cardinals hit some strays today, but it's always fun. Sorry, Ronnie.
0: I I mean but it's true though, what I said like every year in the ALDS or in the playoffs in general. Somehow they made it to the NLCS the year before that. But if you look at the numbers for Goldschmidt and Arenado in those series, like or in those playoff runs, they're fucking bad. They did not show up. It's been a lot of money on those two guys, too.
1: Time after
0: time. <clears throat> All right. Um, uh, A's News. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry, I did not have the calendar pulled up do that right now i'm stalling while i do this hello calendar all right so the a's that was pretty good right i did a pretty good job um the a's uh went one one of three against um the cincinnati reds um and then they have lost one so far from the seattle mariners um the other game right now is still in a rain delay oh no it started no, bottom uh, of and the second. Play again tomorrow, so we don't know. We recorded early this month or this week, um, listener, so we don't have the results of the the series. But, um, we talked about Mason Miller already. Talked a little bit about pitching staff. Brent Roker, American Player of the Week. Um, probably Woo! should be the month because the guy has been killing it. Um, we I feel like we say his stats every week, but we might as well just do it again now. Um. Just to remind listeners of how fucking on this guy has been, he's hitting two or sorry, three twenty nine uh, average has nine home runs and twenty two RBIs with an OPS of one point one six. Holy shit, one point one six six. I didn't know his OPS. I just I just recognized it right now when I looked at it. Um, so great stuff. He's keeping it up. Um, good job. You know, oh, what, and uh, you... we the A's brought uh put down. Uh, brought down uh, James Caprillion. <laughs> what well, was put? Cause put down? Why? Yeah, just sorry. We had to put down James Caprillion. <laughs> we had a put had to put down okay, you're right. bad use of words. Um, brought down James James Caprillion and brought up. Oh my God, I'm blinking.
1: JJ Bladé.
0: JJ Bladé and one more. Oh, well, Drew Ruzinski got called up. Oh, Drew Rosinski. Yeah, yeah, that was a spot pitcher though. Uh, and J.J. A is p- playing right now. Yeah. Cool.
1: Uh, you know who was the American League player of the month, though? Who? It was Matt Chapman, who somehow yeah, turned into the it. best hitter in baseball.
0: He's on my fantasy team, and he's hands down my best player.
1: Who would have thought Too Like, good for him. You know, it would have been better if it was here. But, uh
0: i thought i thought that last year was a fluke year personally it, it was like we all kind of knew
1: it was like dude his hip wasn't right like that timing was gonna take like hit surgeries are yeah. gnarly for third baseman he usually does take like more than a year so it's great to yeah. see him do that uh yeah but jj the he was a part of well it was a one-for-one trade we traded aj puck to the marlins we got back jj mm-hmm. the he was a top 10 draft pick back in 2019 i believe let me double check so, we could potentially be seeing a future outfield out there for the next few years with Blade in left, Ruiz in center and then Rookers at right. Pretty interesting. It's
0: interesting cuz the first couple I guess games uh or first couple first podcast and then the last year towards the end of the year we were talking about like who our future outfield is and like trying to like kind of put that together. Now it's getting very interesting. Obviously, there's J.J. Bleday. Obviously, there's Esther Rui Ruiz. But Brent Roker, who's come out of nowhere, who's our best player, and then we have Lawrence Butler, who fucking lit it up in spring training. He's just not there yet. He's too little, too young. Probably got another year of in the minors. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll come up um, September call. It's probably not. He's in Double A right now. He's probably gonna make his way to Triple A this year, and then we'll see what happens. Um, and then. Uh, on a toy totally blink in his name latin dude Ar- Armoredos or whatever what's his, what his name uh fuck, I have to look it up.
1: let me check anyway me. um
0: so it's getting a little crowded that, that's what i'm trying to say and, it, and it, it's a good problem i'm not upset but uh um i'm fascinated by that how like a year ago it was a, our biggest issue and now it's just not at all it's like a a position that our farm system is a little bit stacked in. Um, so I don't know, just look out for that and see, and we'll see what happens listeners. And they also have the number uh, three
1: pick in the 2023 draft too. So there's, true. you know, there's no doubt that they could be going for another pitcher or outfielder out there. Um, yeah. So we'll see. It, it It feels like things are slowly coming together. It's not going to be pretty. But you're we're kind of starting to see the sprinkles. Well, there's a little, little sprinkle there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, prospects, trades, we just wanted to give a quick uh, shout-out, more or less, to former Oakland great Lou Trevino. He uh, recently had gone under Tommy John surgery. He will be out for the remainder of the year uh, and will not be back till at least some point next year. You know, best wishes, speedy recovery. Hope to see him back in better than ever. All that being said, it's uh, starting to feel it's, like we uh,
0: we're running this trade. It's too early to determine that because we don't know what's going on with Frankie yet.
1: I mean, Frankie's probably not pitching this year either.
0: Yeah, sure, but we don't we don't know. He could next year win the Cy Young, or the year after that win the Cy Young, or whatever, and. Ken Wallerchuk is just like kind of starting is Ken Wallerchuk and JP Sears just kind of like starting their career. So like I'm I, you texted me that and you were all excited, but I am not going to go there quite yet.
1: And another thing for Frankie too, he's in his arbitration year and he will be a, a 2024 free agent as well. So mm-hmm. look, I'm only saying I think we won this trade because the return off of, the Yankees got from Frankie and Lou, unfortunately has been nothing like yeah. we, you know, there's still a lot of question marks with JP Sears with Waldechuk and then a couple of other guys that came in with it. But at least we, yeah. we know it's, there might be something compared to Yankees pretty much getting yeah. nothing, which kind of feels nice. I'm sorry for trade target guys, but
0: it does if it, but it, man, that's tough for the Yankees. Cause what was it? His second start with the Yankees, he gets hurt.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think he even started this so year. so glad
0: that wasn't us. No, last year. Oh, yeah, Frankie, last yeah. Last deadline.
1: And yeah. then he came up in the playoffs, didn't look great. Um, it, it's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer there.
0: Real quick, I just want to bring this up, and then we can go to break. Um, so we we talked about who the closer role was going to go to after after um, Jimenez got went to the 60-day DL. It's been Jerry's Familia. I don't know why. Mark Kotze decided to make that choice. This past week, he's played in seven games. He's pitched in seven games. Or, sorry, this, this his last seven games, he has a 4.5 ERA. He's 0-1. He's had two saves, and he's pitched. He's given up seven hits, three runs. His last 15 games he's been pitching... So, pretty much, I would say that's the entire season. 0 one 6.39 ERA, played in, has done 12 and two-thirds innings, only has two saves, given up 13 hits and nine runs. I cannot wrap my head around this decision from I I just, it's like every day I watch this team play, I have more and sorry not more less and less confidence that he can be a major league manager the decisions that he's making I it, for the life of me I do not understand
1: he's pulling a Steve Kerr and he's he'd rather have the veterans like you're not going to let the kids learn unless they go play kind of thing and it it is frustrating it but, is.
0: but then he's not but he's not using the right veterans at the same time he's not putting the veterans in a position to succeed so like I talked about two weeks ago, Zach Jackson, let me pull his numbers up real quick. So his splits are, in the last seven games, he has a three ERA, he's pitched six innings, he's given up seven hits, and two earned runs. His last 15 games, so pretty much all season, he has a 2.13 ERA, he's pitched 12 innings, has given up 12 hits, and only three runs. Why isn't Zach Jackson in that closer role? And I know a lot of listeners might be thinking, like, why isn't Fuji in the closer role? It's a fair point, but we haven't. I heard like that. To, I like that a lot too. But he needs to kind of get in the rhythm of being in the bullpen first before we can just throw him out there and be the main guy in the bullpen. Zach Jackson has a track record of being a reliable, successful pitcher. Last year, he was great for us. He was like the third guy in the out of the bullpen. He was fantastic. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I mean, Jerry's familia was pretty much picked up. A week before the season for nothing. I mean, I, 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 there's a reason why he's been dancing around the league a little bit the past few years. I, it just like it just doesn't make sense. It's like it's almost like he's given up too, Mark Kotze. Like he's just like whatever. I'm just gonna throw shit on the wall and see what happens. I'm probably fired after this or after once the team moves to Vegas anyway. But I don't know, man. Just confused. It just really, it really, I just, it's a head scratcher.
1: It's gonna be an interesting next month with that, rip, that role. As the season keeps on going, totally agree.
0: Yeah, because Jimenez is out for sixty for sixty day DL, so he's probably out for the season. Let's be honest. I don't know what his injury is, but like sixty days. Yeah, when you go straight to the sixty day DL, normally it's like you do a stint on the fifteen day, and then it's like, and then you're evaluated two weeks later, and then something gets worse. But I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's just. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Um, so we'll see. Keep an eye on that closer roll, We'll see what happens. We're going to take a break, and then uh, we'll be right back. <sighs> okay, welcome back. Um, we're going to do a month in review. Um, and I know that sounds depressing because the A's have five wins, but... There's all seven wins. Seven
1: as of the recording it, of this podcast, it's not good. It's, I think, the thing that's kind of a bummer was uh, last year. I just remember the first couple series weren't bad. Uh, they started the offense, No, looked they really, went on
0: that streak. Remember, they went on that streak.
1: The offense looked really good on the road. Um, I'm like, great. This could be something, and then just yeah. So we thought, hey, there's no way it can get worse. Yeah, they're they're, they're six and twenty four.
0: Six. Okay. Six. Wins. I, I mean, I would say the bright sparts spot uh, sparts. The bright spots are obviously Brent Roker, obviously Esther Rui Ruiz, but the 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 biggest thing to me, which we were like freaking out about week two, and we did a whole podcast about is the pitching and like where it's going to go and what the fuck is going on. And I think that these guys just know their roles now. <clears throat> so it's getting a little bit better. have seen a, a vast improvement from some of them, some of them we've seen fall off a little bit. I mean, like Kyle Muller started off the season with that gem on opening day and you know, he's struggled a little bit. He's he's shown like promising moments where he'll do a start and he'll have like four great innings and then when it gets to four and a third, it he just completely fucking falls apart. Um but I I you know, there's a lot of promise. I think after the Mason Miller start yesterday, we clearly know who like the future ace is. Like that was also a big question mark for a long time and like we've seen kind of unstable rotations in the past where like we couldn't figure it out and then chris bassett like emerges and it's like okay cool we've got a leader of the staff the other guys can rally around and figure out the roles um same thing in like 2012 and it's like you know then sunny sunny kind of shows up you know it was brett and or uh brett anderson for a little bit and then sunny kind of like figures it out it's like okay cool brett's the reliable number two guy so, if, we, um, if
1: you had to do your end-of-month uh, starting pitcher power ranking, I think it would probably go Mason Miller, one. Easy. Uh, yeah. Kyle Moeller, two.
0: I don't know. Ken walterchuk has been more consistent in the past. He has been pitching starts. better. Totally. So, it like, the consistency factor weighs in a little bit to me. So, I think I'd put him ahead of Moeller. But Moeller with the talent and all that stuff like that is three. J.P. Sears, he, you know, he hasn't – you know it's been tough but he gets better and better every start probably four and then like i don't even know who 5 is cuz they're still trying to figure out who 5 is cuz shitaro fujinami is just fucking, uh, yeah just couldn't, fuji couldn't hang.
1: it's n a yeah but i think we've seen enough where we can confidently say mason's number one right
0: yeah and, and you know on the bullpen side i don't i don't trust anybody except for Zach jackson and that's sad cuz last year it was like you you could pick a name out of the hat for the ninth. I mean, they had their ninth and the guy was Jimenez, but you could pick a name out of the hat. It's like, okay, cool. This guy, he can handle the ninth. This guy can handle the ninth. This guy can handle the ninth. You know, I will say but there are a lot of names that aren't back from last year though. So maybe that's a big problem. I guess we didn't fully like kind of realize that when we went into the season.
1: Now, is there any names? And I, am assuming we're both probably going to say the same person, but is there any names, at least in the rotation, where you're already kind of raising a little bit of a red flag, like, uh, "Oh shit, we we need to act quick." Because for me, it's it's Fuji. It's like I understand. But the, he's not in the rotation anymore. So yeah, he yeah. For this category, I mean, he wasn't rotation majority of the month, so I would count him just because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it just kind of shows you like the transition and uh, pitching ninja. They were talking about that in the interview with Mason Miller earlier, where he was just like. Mm-hmm look yes he is a a seeded veteran he'd been playing in the npl for years but like this is he's he's a rookie he's still a rookie at the end of the day and the game's completely mm-hmm. different um so yeah. like the biggest thing is you just got to be patient with this guy and you hope that it also pans he clearly
0: out. has a he clearly has a lack of confidence probably from all the injuries he's just you know like when otani came over here he was like huh, <laughs> i'm gonna fucking light you guys up you know what i mean like Fuji probably just doesn't have that because he just doesn't. He's just been his career has just been a roller coaster the past few years. So who
1: would you agree? Then I guess technically <clears throat> it would be the most
0: easily. Yeah, that's the easiest. That's the easiest question you've ever asked me on this podcast.
1: <laughs> it, the thing I'm most shocked about is I was fully expecting this the issue to be the hitting and the rotation to kind mm-hmm. of figure it itself out, kind of thing. But the reality yeah. is, <laughs> I like this offense. You know, there yeah. are some days where they can go cold that yeah. that's baseball, but the fact that, like, at the end of April they had more hits as a team than the Yankees did is pretty – that's yeah. pretty crazy.
0: Just to wrap up pitching real quick, the four young guys I'm extremely confident in, and they're going to figure it out. Agreed. And we will have a future with them, and we can move on. We know who the ace is. We know who – where the talent – The like, there's always, like, that middle – that third guy in the rotation who's just, like, a, a stud, but he's inconsistent. That's going to be Moeller. And then you got your like your workhorses in Walter, Chuck, and, and Sears. Like that's sounds great. Offense, yes. Tony Kemp is concerning.
1: It, it, not even just him. I think just the veterans in general. Um, more specifically, him and El Mesias yeah. have been. El yeah. Mesias has been out. He had a great opening night, um, but he's been and now he's on the IL. It's been pretty disappointing. Um, the
0: shortstop situation is a fucking mess. The... <sighs> That's... But it goes back to Kotze and, like, not letting your young guys work.
1: It's just, you gotta wonder, like, is something going on behind closed doors with, like, between, um, like, David Forrest and and being with, against we where, like, you gotta play these guys kind of thing? It's like, it's Kotze kind of running into the same issue that, you know are how allegedly ran into, kind of thing?
0: I don't know. I don't know, though, because, like, I could see it the other way around, because, like, Conte is not the one who brought in Aledemiz Diaz. He's not the one who, like, brought in fucking um, Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. I'm uh, sure he would have been totally fine with putting together a team with those young guys, but but they're, the front office is the one who made those moves.
1: I'll, hey, I'll vouch. I think Jesus Aguilar has actually been one of the better players He's on this team as well. Good, He's yeah. been awesome, dude. Five home Reds, nine RBIs.
0: On defense has been rough to
1: watch. DH, DH all day. He's hitting 270. On base percentage is 321. You'll just take that shit all every day. And like, yeah. if anything, he's probably gonna be a nice player to flip at the deadline. But I may, yeah. But definitely TK is very concerning because even the things that he's what makes him so good in Oakland, he, he's not even doing it. His on his on base percentage is three 265. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. Where like his career average is three twenty six, right? <clears throat> yeah, his defense yeah. is starting to fall. off. I'm sure. I don't know if you have a game going on at your place or right now, but I have it going on. I do yeah. Just a, a error like a which would have been an easier play most of the time, and just completely botched it. it that yeah. is a little concerning. Um, I I'm not really sure what's happened to him in the last year. Where like you kind of at least know what his floor is and he's he's kind of like going below the floor this season
0: yeah i don't know i mean you've always been super high on him i've always just kind of been like yeah he's a great guy and that's cool but you know there's a reason why he kind of bounced around a little bit before he went to us and
1: how you know, feeling I- about ramon
0: He's been fine. He's been solid. I mean, you know, like like you said, like the the, the top of the lineup is is a fun time all the time. You know, the Rui's leading off, Roker hitting second, Ramon hitting third, and Langoliers hitting fourth. Like it's a fun time, fun fun way to watch. And then it just kind of falls off after that. I mean, um,
1: he's hitting two twenty four. His on base percentage two ninety seven. Again, he has missed games. He
0: gets big hits when you need him, though. He gets big. He's been getting some big hits when they when they have needed him i feel like
1: that's true yeah that is true but i think we're both at consensus of okay so our red flags the veterans more so let him as yeah. tony kemp and i think we're we're pretty much agreeing to who's been the mvp of the first month offensively
0: yeah, that's the second easiest question you've ever asked me on boom
1: game. rooker you just got rooked yeah working on it
0: his name his name always i keep saying it wrong i I apologize uh his name reminds me there's this really good coffee shop in jersey when i would go there for work rook coffee just check it out if you're ever in jersey
1: what's well, the uh, uh homeboy michael rooker isn't that an actor too that
0: sounds yeah good. michael oh
1: it's a dude from uh guardians of the galaxy he plays yondu and then he's in uh he was oh, in the walking okay, dead
0: okay. Yeah. yeah 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 and i think um
1: it, Another thing, too, is this month was a brutal s- schedule.
0: We keep saying that, but that's not an excuse, man. Like, six w- six wins? Come on.
1: I mean, this month might be I, easier. We're playing the last-place Yankees.
0: I just... I can't... I can't... I can't use that as an excuse because it's six wins.
1: We're like, playing yeah, the Royals this we had, weekend? I mean, what's your... Ex- look, out, this...
0: If we came out with... If we came out with ten wins, eleven wins, like I'd be like, oh, rough schedule. Six wins? Come on, bro.
1: Look, you I'm just saying you game. went against some of the better Excuse. teams in baseball in that first month. And now we get to play the Royals and not to tell you the slightly, but like the Yankees haven't been great either. Yeah. And now you have – I think it's going to be nice that, like, guys like Rooker and, and Ruiz and Miller, like, they're starting to kind of get their feet a little bit. They're starting to get their legging. So, like, they kind of see what this is like on a consistent playing basis. So you got to hope that does that. Um,
0: <clears throat> so what what do you think about the other guys we haven't mentioned yet who are basically place fillers, like Ryan Nota, like Jace Peterson, Kevin Smith, and then we can talk about the shortstop and then we can wrap it up but um yeah
1: Kevin Smith has been was has been such a weird start because he was just going bonkers in Vegas which hitters typically do but then he, he really nothing has really shown that it's kind of continuing to the majors it just seems yeah. like it's he's going to be one of those weird. guys that he can't adjust it's the weirdest thing
0: Yeah man and like you know he was he was the the Lawrence Butler of last spring he like he fucking killed it in spring and then he comes up and it's just like fucking nothing he had a lot of expectations after Chapman left though He's, that's a little tough but
1: the one thing I do like about um Jace Peterson is he he does have some speed you know he got three three steals on the season um and I I think I kind of have a little more confidence in him than some other guys. Like, if you're going to throw him out there, sure, kind of thing. But he's obviously he's a journeyman player. This will probably be his only season. Maybe next season. I think he's signed a two-year, so he'll probably be there next year. And then yeah,
0: and Ryan and Noda is just kind of vanilla. That's the best way I can explain. I mean, it. dude,
1: his on-base percentage is 378.
0: Yeah, I know, but he's a he's a place. He's a let's be honest, he's a placeholder. For Tyler Soderstrom. That's what it is. Maybe he'll be a role guy in the future on the A's. Sure. Like an extra infielder, but.
1: Hey, man. All I'm saying is uh, this team, historically different franchise or different 10 years and all this, these teams have been known mm-hmm. to kind of find these diamonds in the rough, help develop them out, and kind of have them become the players they could become.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was in the Dodgers farm system for a long time. And I think if there's anything we learned from. The last ten years is if you can snag somebody from that farm system no matter who they are, you're gonna to try to give them their shot. So I all All right
0: let me try let me try a comparison for him then. Ryan Healy.
1: I was gonna say Brandon Moss, but that's just me being nice. That's just the Brandon
0: Moss, he needs to start smacking home runs if he wants to be Brandon Moss, my guy.
1: That's just the the Brandon.
0: Go ahead. I'll uh, say that's just the uh,
1: tequila and Topo Chico talking.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Killer. This is like my new go-to cocktail, man. Tequila and, and soda
0: water. Um. Yeah, you're a tequila and soda water guy, huh? Dude, uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big vodka soda guy. At the bar, you kind of have to get like three limes in order to get like a little bit of a taste out of it. But at home, dude, vodka and LaCroix. Oh my God. Best combination ever. Yeah. It just tastes like LaCroix and you get fucked up. It's so good. Like, like flavored, flavored sparkling water with vodka. Low it's calories?
1: Just, like, it's delish. It's, come on, low calories. You only need a couple to get the job done, man. It's good stuff. Good stuff.
0: So, 2013, uh, Brandon Moss, 30 home runs. So, uh, um, if Ryan Nota wants to be Brandon Moss, he needs a pick it up um last I got, thing I, real quick oh God, jump, good okay, good go jump it
1: i was gonna, the last thing i was gonna say was um this team has a lot more power than i thought they would we have multiple guys yeah. who again first month of the season uh, that are on pace for at least 20 plus home runs um brent rooker mm-hmm. shea langoliers Azus mm-hmm. aguilar the mm-hmm. power is a lot that's the biggest mm-hmm. shock to me is that they they're showing a little bit
0: of that in there, so yeah. I, I only thought Shea would have power before, so yeah. um I thought of a great comp for rui Ruiz the other day. Stephen Stephen Kwan. Ooh, love that. Love right? That. So so reliable, high average hitter at the top, ton of speed, Gold Glove caliber glove in the in the center field. That's Stephen Kwan. That's what it is.
1: I still am in love with the um, the Juan Pierre comparison that we uh, you. What have I stumbled upon? I am too, upon. but I
0: think I think Stephen Kwan's a more fair one. Juan Pierre is like.
1: And just like, like that, Ruiz leads. Lesurier leads uh, leads American League in steals, man.
0: <laughs> and Stephen, Kwan, look at that. Stephen Kwan's on that list too. You see that eight eight at the bottom. Um. Uh. All right, shortstop. Uh Yeah, you know, Nick Allen is back because um El-Miz Diaz is hurt. He's getting those starts. Um, uh, We've got nothing but middle infielders in the minor leagues. Do any of these guys, I don't know. They've all just kind of been, they've all just shit the bed, man. They got, they drafted three shortstops or middle infielders, however you want to look at it. But when they came in, in the league, they were shortstops. In the last... Five drafts, Logan Davidson, Max Muncy. I'm blanking on one more.
1: Oh, no, Zach Gallif is second, right?
0: He's a second and third baseman. Anyway, I can't remember, but I'll try to. Uh, But they've done three, and these are all in the first round. And, like, Max Muncy, he's dropping down the pipeline. Like, fucking, he's shot down it. So I don't know what's going on with him in the minors. And then Logan Davidson's just been a massive disappointment.
1: I think there's a good chance by the end of the year that Jordan Diaz might become the everyday shortstop.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Well, um, well, Nick Allen is had 19 at-bats in the season. Obviously not a ton of work. He's batting 53 with a 100 on base percentage. Mm. So... Yeah. Jordan Diaz, uh thirty
0: three at bats though. Yeah,
1: yeah. At-bats. Nineteen at bats. It's not a lot, but um Jordan Diaz by comparison, thirty three at bats. He's got fourteen more. He's got two forty two on base as well as two forty two average, which that's interesting. And mm-hmm. if there's anything we learned in the last couple of years, he is a pretty highly highly touted prospect because of his bat. We saw a little bit of that. He had the walk off um that last week, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, I know Melissa Malkard has been high on him for some time. I think that's a, li- a likelihood that we're pretty much going to have a battle between Kevin Smith, Nick Allen, and and Jordan Diaz, and that by the end of the season, Jordan Diaz's bat is just going to help him get that advantage over the other two. Yeah, you just got to wonder, like Nick Allen, dude, and, like just at least hit like two twenty. Because he's so good defensively. And I I could see a world where he can become yeah. the everyday second baseman once TK's gone.
0: Well, Zach Geloff plays second base, though. I guess you can move him to third.
1: Yeah, move him to third. There's, third these guys are all so interchangeable. Like, Matt Chapman was a shortstop initially, and then he learned to play third. Yeah. But, Chris, all I, right, we'll see. before we wrap, will the A's win more than six games this month? I hope so. Um, You're a betting man. Would you put a bet on it? Over? Uh, give me your. I don't
0: know, man. They over got, under ten they've games. Got, they've got Houston twice, Atlanta, and <sighs> Texas and New York. So no. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I think six games is pretty. That's like unheard of. So I, I, I'm, I'm confident that that they could, yeah.
1: Over, yeah. They should. Over, yeah. They should or. Uh, <clears throat> It's
0: not going to be fun. Okay. So, upcoming schedule. Uh, Head out of town. heading to Kansas City for a three-game series against the Royals. And then um, headed up to New York uh, for a three-game series against the Yankees. A 9.30 a.m. game on Wednesday. It's a Wednesday day game. It's 9.30 a.m. West Coast time. That's 12.35. I'm
1: sure I'm probably going to hear some clapping from my coworkers. But... uh... Doesn't matter, cause a lot of Yankees
0: fans over over there.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's like mm. I, we suck. <laughs> like, what kind of? Yeah, yeah.
0: There's nothing to. There's nothing to get excited about. Yeah. Um. All right, Julio. Who's your player of the week?
1: Can we just pick the same person? Let's be real. I,
0: I was gonna. I was gonna let you pick uh, Mason Miller, and I was gonna pick Brent Rooker before winning the award for player of the week. Yeah, uh, let's. Yeah.
1: I'm okay. Look, I, yeah, it's obviously Mason Miller. He yeah. had seven no hit innings. He gave
0: us something to talk about in this podcast.
1: Exactly. He gave us, I think he, he gave us just a glimmer of hope for the rest of the season. And I think that right. alone is enough to get us excited. Um. So he would be my player of the week. And yeah, Brent Rooker, man, what do you got to say about him?
0: He's just, I'm, What do I need to say more? 320, almost 330 batting average, nine home runs, 20, almost 25 RBIs. Like the guy's are just fucking killing it. It's been something to actually watch. <clears throat> with the A's, him and Ruiz, so keep it up. All right, essential tailgate tool of the week. Julio, yours was Drew Rusinski. How would he do?
1: Wasn't the worst
0: start in the world
1: for you know no. y- your first game back. Um, you pitched Saturday. No
0: Fujinami give up eight runs? Start. <sighs>
1: Anyways, uh, his first game back in the US after playing in the Korean leagues wasn't terrible, 5.1 innings. He did give up 11 hits, which is not great. Three earned runs, one home run, one walk run, strikeout. He did throw 89 pitches with 56 strikes against a Reds team that is uh, also just trying to figure an identity. So it could have been better. It could have been worse. If that is kind of what is kind of like the middle of the pack for him, then I think you're okay with living that with that as like your number five pitcher.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Chris, you went with Mr. Shintawa Fujinami. Uh, he pitched one inning against the Reds and he gave up two runs, two hits,
0: uh, but he pitched again yesterday, two strikeouts, no runs, no hits, pitch one inning. All right. Signs alive. All right. Signs of life, improvement um, from from his season so far. So, and that was when I texted you like about him. Like, I don't know, maybe he could be a closer if he keeps doing this.
1: I love that. I I think that's, I think that would be the next great step for him, because he's got he's just got naturally filthy stuff, and like in a yeah, short and spurts, like and yeah, he,
0: yeah, he always does really well in the first two innings, always really well, and then. It just completely falls off a cliff.
1: It reminds me of, um, I'm going to tell you this uh, story. It's not going to make sense over the Zoom people because are not showing video anymore. But my nephew, Damien, he's now eight years old, or he's turning eight. Uh, But when he was little, he was figuring out how to do thumbs up. So when he would figure out how to do thumbs up, he would put up his hand, he'd look at his thumb, and just make sure it's up, and then he'd do it to you. So Shatara Pujinami, you you get the Damien thumbs up there.
0: Good job, Damien Thumbs up. We're gonna use that more.
1: Yeah, the Damian like,
0: like that. Is this? yet yeah, it's like you're thinking about like, all right, yeah, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like uh, all right, cool, good enough, we'll take it. Alrighty, Chris.
0: Um, oh my god,
1: excited. Who do you got? It was very loud. Your player of uh, your talent, intentional tool of the coming week.
0: Mason Miller. I want to see how he bounces back from uh, this insane star. If he puts up another ace, um not ace like you know it puts up another dime start then i'm gonna be fucking pumped
1: i'm going to go with uh our new uh outfield guy jj bladet it's a jj bladet day and if it if it was delayed it would have made his debut tomorrow it would have been the day after jj bladet day (laughs) i thought about that when i was walking over when i from the gym and i saw that game was getting delayed i'm like i'm gonna take this I'm going to take this but, joke and run with it.
0: Um, bah, blah, blah, blah. That that would be also, that's a great chant too. You could just be like, he hits a home run like, Hey, it's a J.J. Blade. day. You know what I mean?
1: And then you tell your friend, Italian, you, tell your friend you tell your friend, you tell your friend, David. Hey, Dave, it's a J.J. Bladay day.
0: And he's like, and we just hey, keep going. it's J.J. Bladay day. Hey, Julio, it's a J.J. day
1: it's really It's a rest of development joke with a blah 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 <laughs>
0: it really it really it is it is uh i've got this fucking hockey game the vegas golden knights versus uh the oilers it's fucking insane bro yeah it was like three like two like
1: the end of the first period four,
0: it's fucking five to It's five to three now it's been in the past three minutes there's been four goals it's been insane Who? sorry so i've been distracted um right now the knights are up five to three there's still 16 minutes left. Like, the Oilers can come back. All right, this is not a baseball po- – This is not, not a hockey, hockey podcast. Podcasts. I um, butcher uh, it. That's going to be it for us at Town Tailgate. Follow us on on Twitter, at Town Tailgate. Uh, we are part of the Fan First Sports Network. Check them out. They've got podcasts for every team in Major League Sports. Um,
1: Make sure you check out the it. Oaktown Boys, also sharing our feed, now Oak known Boys. as the Oakland Podcast Baseball Podcast network oakland oakland base oakland podcast baseball podcast um o b p chris you down the OBP? bp
0: you know me <laughs> oh, shit all right that's gonna do it julio last but not least
1: let's go oakland <laughs> one last thing Yay. sell the team john fisher
0: Hey, Julio, it's a JJ Blaine. Hey, it's a JJ Blaine, Dave. Oh my Dave, it's a JJ Blaine. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs>